0: That's the sound of Anne. He's a 27-year-old powerlifter. He's lying on his back and he's just lifted 150 kilos. Anne is paralysed from the waist down and he lives in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. 2012 was a memorable summer for Irish sport. Among the highlights was the success of the Irish Paralympic team at the London Games. But Ireland was also involved in helping teams from the developing world to improve their chances at the London Paralympics. We took the Paralympic team from Vietnam under our wing, as it were, to help them out in their preparations. It's early July, and I'm at their training camp in Ho Chi Minh City.
1: But this is Vietnam. There's no. There's very little, uh, you know, what you call a private space. You know, right. Vietnam is yeah.
0: people everywhere. People
1: everywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, Garvin McCann. Uh, I had the Irish Aid program to Vietnam, we're um, very much now involved with uh, supporting this Paralympic team who will visit Ireland, where they will um, undergo some training for a number of weeks before they. Paralympic Games in London. We regard this as a a great opportunity for uh, developing uh, Vietnam-Irish links. Irish Aid is uh, very much engaged in assisting uh, disability and addressing disability
0: issues in Vietnam. As well as four powerlifters, there are four swimmers and three in the discus and javelin. They'll be joining up with and competing alongside the Irish Paralympic team in the weeks ahead.
1: We see this is a great opportunity to highlight the whole issue of um, how people with disability can achieve. The team will just, within the next week, will leave for Ireland. And uh, they, you know, their facilities here are really quite basic. They're in a, in a public sports uh, ground here where they have, there's a public uh, swimming pool and uh, uh, facilities where they, they're joining in with everybody else. So things are really quite basic. It will not be as, as the same standards as we'll expect in the, uh, down in the University of Limerick. They will certainly be uh, experiencing a major change in uh, temperature and conditions when they get to Ireland, and I think that's to what they recognise the need to acclimatise and get used to uh, European uh, conditions. This is a totally new situation for them. Uh, they've never uh, the Paralympic team have never been facilitated with any training overseas in preparation for the for the games
2: training
0: facilities in Ho Chi Minh City are basic to say the least I'm meeting two of the field athletes they're training in what doubles as a horse racing track so you're both on the the team? yes I'm Tim, hello you are?
2: Uh, my name is Hai
0: hello, hi and you are? Uh, my name home home yes yeah. you're going to London yes London I'm traveling uh, uh, discuss traveling and discuss yes traveling okay and hi what do you do
2: um, uh, I do I take, uh uh traveling uh, and discuss
0: and discuss also yes okay <laughs> the team are training intensively, having taken time off work and college. Some are self-employed. Some have children that they will leave behind for their six weeks in Europe. Vietnam is an incredibly busy place. Traffic everywhere. It's noisy and chaotic. Not the kind of place to be disabled. The country has undergone massive change in recent decades.
3: Um, As we develop our economy is so fast, people seem to be more carried away with the hot issues of the economy, um, other than the social issues, you know, particularly with the people with disabilities and sometimes the voiceless people.
0: That's Thea Griffiths. She works with the Vietnam Veterans of America Foundation, set up by American soldiers after the war. She's particularly interested in the effect of the Vietnam War on disability in the country.
3: In Vietnam, we have like eighty million people, and uh, we have about five to six percent of the population uh, with disability. Um, and a lot of these people with disabilities has a direct um, relations to the war in Vietnam. Uh, you can look at the legacy of the unexploded bombs in Vietnam. L, the dioxin contained in the chemicals that was used by the U.S. in Vietnam uh, during the war time. There was about over 15 million tons of uh, munition that were dropped in the, in Vietnam. There would be a small percentage of that would not go exploded due to various reasons, technical reason, topographical reason, and uh, when it doesn't explode, it stays. On the ground, sub ground, or even 10, meter, ten or fifteen meters down uh, underneath the ground, and as Vietnam going through the development process, and we are a country with large population with a very small area of land, so the need to access land for economic reasons is very high, so we have a high number of people. Uh, become victims of landmines and undis- unexploded bombs in this country. It indicates the problems of the past, but I would say that there is a the problem of today, or of the future, if we do not address it appropriately.
1: Irish had, over the period since it's been involved in Vietnam, we started our program in 2006, would have invested about 1.5 million euros into d- uh, disability issues. Now we work with Zam for, for about nine, with nine or ten, um, what we would call NGOs, non-government organisations, and or community organisations, to work to empower the, the their communities to to raise the voice for people with a disability, and to aim to get special programmes for for people with disability. It can be uh, issues like uh, training, training courses, um, uh, maybe loans to to open small businesses, um, so because it's very difficult uh, for disabled people to get jobs, and uh, very difficult for them to get into the, um, to the workforce.
0: Vietnam has more people with disabilities than the entire population of Ireland. And that Irish aid contribution works out at about 30 cent per head. One of the disability advocacy groups funded by Irish aid is DRD. It's led by a woman who is directly affected by disability as a result of the war.
2: I uh, I got uh, polio uh, when I was two and a half years old because uh, my village is in the remote area. So uh, the access to uh, vaccines was really rare at that time, during the, uh, the the war.
0: That's UN Vo. Many of the Vietnamese Paralympic team are also disabled by the effects of polio.
2: Uh, I think that the challenge is very universal for any person with disabilities. Uh, first of all, they face the inaccessible uh, environment. So you see that if you in Vietnam for several days, you will see that it's not easy for a person in the wheelchair to go around. But uh, uh, the, the, the process to build the accessible environment will be long and also expensive.
0: As part of the support to disability groups, Irish Aid has offered to help the Paralympic team come to Ireland for a training camp before London 2012 to help them acclimatise and avail of our training facilities. This helping hand given by Ireland to the Vietnam Paralympic team is having a big impact in the local media and the significance of the gesture, given our current economic situation, is not lost on disability campaigner Thea Griffiths.
3: And I think it is a very valuable contribution by the Irish government and Irish people, particularly it is a time that the Irish is going through a very difficult time with its economy. And Vietnamese people know that, and they will remember this act of kindness from the Irish government and people for a very long time. Um, and, and I also see that although the relationship between Irish People, government, and Vietnam is quite new. You know, we only have the second ambassador to your country and to our country, but the relationship has grown so much, so close to each other.
0: The team are having a final get together just before they leave for Ireland.
1: She's um, uniforms you have all
0: got your T-shirts. Very good. Hopes are high that Vietnam can win its first ever Paralympic medal.
1: Well, um, can I just introduce myself? My name is uh, Garvan from uh, Daisukuan Island, Irish Embassy. Oh. And we're all very excited uh, about your trip to, to Ireland. And I hope you are as well. And I'm very interested in seeing uh, how you're getting on in your training. So I'm just very interested in what people, what they feel um, about their trip to Ireland. Do you think uh, food, do you think that will be uh, an issue? I don't know about the coaches as well. Do you think that you will be getting the right food? Because the food will be very different in Ireland. How are you going to address that issue?
3: I hope uh, we can eat uh, Vietnamese food in in Ireland.
1: Uh, Yeah, it will be interesting to see, but I'm sure that they will make sure there are plenty of rice for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can have soup. Yeah, soup is your first course. Uh, But we don't have uh, soup and noodles in the morning, so maybe that is something you will want to organize. Yeah, we have cereals and uh, bacon and eggs, a lot of meat. We eat a lot of meat. But do you like potatoes? Because we eat a lot
4: of potatoes. (laughs)
0: None of the team has been to Ireland or the UK before, so this will be a cultural experience as well as a sporting one. (laughs)
4: You speak Irish? Yes. You want an Irish song?
1: Yeah. Oh 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 give us a bar for song
3: Non sông ba mươi năm dân chủ cộng hòa, kháng chiến đấu thành công. Việt Nam dan chu cong hoa khang chien thanh cong viet chi
0: Vietnamese Paralympic team flies into Ireland in July of 2012 in advance of the London Games. After settling into the University of Limerick I meet the team again in Dublin where they arrive for a pre-games meeting at the Morton Stadium. But
3: you're
0: going to have to
5: win some medals
3: now. <laughs> right. okay. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank
0: you. Among those greeting them is the overseas aid minister Joe Costello.
5: Yeah, I think it's wonderful the fact that uh, the Vietnamese team can come over here to Ireland and prepare for the Paralympics. Irish Aid is very much involved with Vietnam and uh, Vietnam probably has the highest rate of disability in the world with 7% of the population of disability. We pride ourselves in Irish Aid in uh, reaching the poorest of the poor but on top of poverty for the ordinary person if you have a disability you're, you're in further difficulty and that's an area that we concentrate on and target very much is dealing with disabilities and in doing our best to ensure that where Irish money is spent overseas and helping people, that it is spent in trying to ensure that people with disability are treated as equal and that they get an opportunity of participating in life fully and independently. The, the Most of the people that I've been speaking to here from Vietnam, they're from quite impoverished backgrounds. And as I told them that if they do win medals, that uh, we'd be taking credit for it and we expect (laughs) them to come back to Ireland to display the medals.
0: The team speaks almost no English, so their interpreter, Chi Mai, fills me in on what's been happening and how the team got to Ireland.
2: Ho Chi Minh City and Dubai and Dublin. So they only stop off uh, in Dubai for seven hours. And when they got here, they were really tired because it was a 24-hour journey. 24 hour journey and then another three hours to Limerick uh, but when uh, they arrived in uh, Limerick everybody was happy because we had uh, about ten university people waiting queuing up and waiting for us to get off the bus and clap hands and welcome so they really feel like home and um, they're very, very happy and um, uh the team checked out the sports facility the first day and they were really happy with the uh, uh, Olympic-sized swimming pool and other uh, facility. And um, they were welcomed with uh, Asian rice and fish sauce. So um, and the accommodation was great, accessible for uh, um, disabled people.
0: And because it's Ireland... The weather inevitably makes it into the conversation.
2: They said that because they only had the training session in the morning, and uh, the last few days only rain in the afternoon, so they didn't have to miss. They didn't miss any training at all because in the morning the weather was fine for them, and it's not too cold for them.
0: But for Anne, the weightlifter we met earlier, adapting to the Irish climate. Is a cause for concern.
3: I'm not ge- uh,
2: I'm not used to the um, uh, weather here, the climate here. yet. I'm still adapting. Uh, and uh, in Vietnam, um, I train uh, outdoor,
3: but here it's in
2: indoor and have the aircon, uh, and I don't I don't get sweat. So it's, I'm still adapting to that. Being away from home does not uh, affect me so much because I know that uh, I'm here to do my best and uh, to train hard.
0: In Dublin, the Vietnamese Paralympic team are meeting some of their rivals for the first time. The Irish Paralympic team are here and the two teams will compete in the Morton Pre Games. It's time to get down to business. So,
1: ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to the Morton Stadium Century on a blessedly
4: perfect day for athletics. Um, well, it's now half four, so the first event is starting now. It's probably the most competitive event. It's the women, men's and women's seated discus. That's James
0: Nolan, Irish Paralympics athletics team manager.
4: In in this competition, because we just have Ireland and Vietnam, we're we're letting them all compete together, um, and then we 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 can work out on a points basis where they finish. But in the Paralympic Games, obviously they're all in their own different sections, like you would get in in, in say boxing. There's middleweight, heavyweight, whatever. Um, but but here we're we're letting them all compete in the one competition. Okay, and it's it's very competitive Paralympics, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, we run the same programme as the Olympic programme, so we have European Championships, World Championships and Paralympic Games. They have Europeans, World and Olympic Games. It's much the same, so it's parallel, uh, sort of a mirror image of, of able-bodied athletics. So I, th- I think
0: some people have a perception that Paralympics is just all about participation, and that anybody can enter and,
4: and get in. Mm. But qualification is a serious business. Yeah, it's yeah, well, exactly isn't it? the same. We have A standards and B standards, um, and people get left at home. People who have, you know, an A standard that's not good enough, or we don't see it as competitive enough. Um, so they have qualified for the games, like you will find in the Olympic games. And we have a selection committee and we pick people who are going to go over there and do their business. So it's definitely not about participation. It's elite sport. They're training twice a day. So it's, uh, it's a full-time job.
0: One of the Irish medal hopes in London, in the discus, is Catherine O'Neill.
3: Yeah, I'm Catherine O'Neill from New Ross in Wexford. I'm one of the Paralymping athletes that's heading to London. Hopefully this time I will get a medal. But it's, it's not always about medal. It's about
2: competing. Right. And
3: representing your country, you always like to come home with a medal, but even getting into a final.
0: I, know, as you say, it's 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 not just about about winning. It's about competing rather than about participating. Because I think some people think because people have disability that it's just about showing up and
3: like because you have a disability, pe- some people think you don't work as hard or train as hard. And but we're just like able-bodied athletes. We we train, if not even harder, but just as hard as them.
0: In Ireland, Paralympic sport is well-established, but it's a relatively new idea in Vietnam. The Vietnamese women's discus thrower, Hoi, tells me how she became involved in sport.
2: I play sport since uh, 2004 when um, one, of the coach, uh, one of the coaches tell me that uh, uh, there is a disability group uh, and I can play sport. And I was thinking, uh, oh, it was very uh, funny because if I'm disabled, how could I join? How could I play sport? Um, but then uh, when uh, he showed me the pictures, I realised that it's possible.
0: Hai has progressed quickly. Today, she's keeping
4: a close eye on one of the Irish team. We have on the Irish team here now. We have Orla Barry, who won the European Championships only uh, three weeks ago, and she throws thirty meters from a seated position, which is <laughs> fairly impressive. Uh, she'll be aiming for for a medal in in London. She finished fourth at the last World Championships.
6: I'm on today. Uh, yeah, it's a good event to um, to help our our preparations. Like another five weeks to my competition so we're just here to check where we're at and see how things are going at a competition like this really you're just here to kind of um, check where you are yourself Like, and really like you don't come here today to win medals or anything you just come for your own distances and and to check where you're at
0: What goes in there to to actually getting set up for yourself now, you know you you don't just walk into the cage and and throw there's a little bit more involved (laughs) For you in terms of getting set up?
6: Um, Yeah, well, like, we all have different straps and stuff, because we all are tied in differently because of our disabilities, and all our frames are different again to suit ourselves. And, um, like, you just make sure that you're warmed up properly, you know, to keep injuries away, and um, you have to go in focused and know what you're doing, so... Like, as part of your warm up, you do visualization to know in your head what it is you have to do, so when you go in, you're ready for it.
0: You need a lot of patience as well because it is it takes yeah. longer than, than I you don't know. have
6: very much of that that's something you should work on really but uh ah, yeah like it's it's grand like you know when you when you know what you're doing and you feel settled in the competition, well then it's fine, but if if you start to panic, then things can go wrong.
0: And have you had Olympic experience?
6: Yeah, I was in Beijing. How did that go? Great. um, I came fifth, and I've kind of been moving up in the rankings a bit, so hopefully by London I might move up a bit more again.
0: Right, and is it is it different because it's in London it's not on the other end of the world or yeah, it's, kind of, it's not yeah. quite our home Olympics but.
6: yeah well even like preparing for London was very different to preparing for Beijing and like I have a lot more supporters going over as well the fact that it was so close um, there was very little like you didn't have to worry about acclimatisation or anything like that whereas in Beijing that was one of our main worries really was like the food and the weather and how we'd cope when we get there but there's no worries like that, they're only going to London.
0: And it's funny, because the Vietnamese athletes that I've been talking to, that's, they that's that they have That's probably their major
6: worry, yeah, yeah. But then, I mean, like, no matter where they're going to be held, there's always countries going to have that worry, so we're just lucky this time round.
0: For the uninitiated, Paralympic sports setups can look a bit unusual.
6: Competition number five...
0: There's some seated discus
4: going on here now. Tell me just a little bit
0: about the chairs. Are they individual or how, how does that work?
4: Yeah, it is. There's there specifications on, on height and, you know, holding bars and, and, and so forth. Um, so there are regulations set down by IPC, International Paralympic Committee. Um, but, yeah, they're individual to, to each athlete, obviously. Yeah. Same way as running shoes would be individual to a, to a runner. Right, and, I mean, I presume there's no performance enhancement
0: involved in any of the, any of the chairs well, There, there are
4: rules and uh, if you're asking in the past have people tried to use chairs that are illegal, yes they have but that's what the officials are there for to, to judge and make a call on that and if the, the, the chairs don't meet regulation, well then the athlete doesn't throw.
0: There was a little call there as well about adjusting straps after the, the competition had started is that is that something that they're strict on as well or um,
4: yeah, well the athlete needs to be secure when, when tied down uh, because they're putting a lot of force um, in the throw so they don't want to fall forward obviously if, they, if the frame is loose they'll also, uh, they won't also will get the, the block when, when they're releasing so they won't throw as far if there's movement with the, with the chair and it's, it's unstable It's five weeks before the London Games and there's still a bit of
0: settling in to do one of vietnam's other discus contenders Hong, tells me how he's adapting to irish food
2: uh come on uh, khoai tây chiên chips uh, chicken chips and chicken Cheap. yeah uh, uh, uh cá cá chiên luôn chips uh, fish and chips
3: fish and chips yeah fish and chips. Uh, uh, bò sốt sốt cà chua bò uh. làm theo gần khẩu bò, cái hương vị nó gần gần như người việt nam mình ăn An and
2: uh, irish uh, stew. He loves it, and he thinks that that uh, dish is very similar to uh, a Vietnamese dish. OK,
3: with the beef and With the, the beef, yeah, and tomato and sauce.
2: And I think the milk in Ireland is very good.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whatever about the merits of Irish fast food... The Vietnamese team are for the most part positive about the Irish experience.
5: Tong is one of the swimmers. He'll be competing against the Irish as well. Uh,
2: the uh, sport facility uh, is great, and also the food is nice. I think the condition here is great. We uh, couldn't expect more.
0: And, and tell me, what, what's it like for training now? Are you are you able to train more? Is the, is the pool... What's the difference in, in the
5: training? Nói về... thì đó nó... Um, the pool
2: here is Olympic standard, and it's indoor pool, so it's very good while in Vietnam. Back in Vietnam, uh, we had the uh, outdoor pool, and the weather was really hot in Vietnam. Um, but here we have a very nice climate indoor pool. So uh, our coach gave us a uh, tougher, more intensive training.
0: And tell me one thing, the biggest difference between Vietnam and Ireland.
5: Uh, uh, um, It's
2: very cool (coughs) and relaxing here.
5: (coughs) Mm -hmm. Everybody is very friendly
2: and uh, lovable.
4: Sixth and final throw.
0: Back in the competition, Hai from Vietnam is attracting the attention of Irish team manager James Nolan. So you're saying that High, who's just thrown the discus, the
4: Vietnamese competitor, is in the same competition as Orla Barry in London. So Orla's obviously keeping a close eye on her and vice versa. And Orla's in next, so it's very interesting.
0: The Vietnamese team leaves the Martin Games with a few injury worries. But still hopeful of that elusive first medal. The Irish team are in good shape and confident of a result in London.
6: The next station is West Ham. If you're going to the Olympic Park, please simply walk towards the front of the train, cross over the footbridge, and take the uh, walk to the
0: Olympic Park. Thank you. It's five weeks later. I'm in London to catch up with both the Irish team and Ireland's adopted team. Vietnam. The energy and excitement of the Olympics has carried on to the Paralympic Games. Inside the Olympic Stadium, I catch up with the Irish Athletics team manager, James Nolan
4: yeah it's bigger than it's ever been before um, the media interest is massive 81,000 people in here in the stadium every day it's, it's really unbelievable uh, the reports coming back from Ireland from, from, from family and friends uh, that I chat to they're talking to me about the Paralympic team on first name basis saying how well Jason did and Michael did so um, they, they're on first name basis with the athletes which is uh, I think it's a first for Paralympic sport the awareness is definitely growing uh, we'll be on a big recruitment drive now back in Ireland when we get back after this because obviously um, athletes out there who are competing in mainstream sports and have a slight disability will realise, oh, you know, this is an opportunity for me. We'd love to have them on the team for real. So, uh, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be me as the manager of, of the track and field team, I'll be actively recruiting new athletes in the, in the coming year, into, year or two since we met the last time in Morton Stadium about six weeks ago things have been going amazingly well for the Irish team we knew Jason Smith and Michael McKillop were always going to win, win gold and they've proved they can do that um, personally as the manager I wanted to push some of the other athletes on the squad of 10 up onto podiums and we've been very successful over here Orla Barry has secured a bronze medal and currently as we speak Catherine uh, O'Neill is lying in second position um, in in her discus competition. So we'll know in the next hour and a half if she can maintain that sort of area and and finish on the podium on the top three.
0: And of course, Catherine O'Neill does win her medal at the discus and she sums up the importance of winning.
4: It's
3: a dream come true. Like, I came fourth the other day in the club and, like, you know,
2: fourth... No-one wants to be in fourth place, like, you know? So finally I got that medal I wanted, so... In Beijing, there was 90,000 people in the
3: stadium as well, but, like, it's nothing like what's here. They do cheer for everybody. And, um, as you can hear the noise in the background again, but it is, it is, it's
2: magical.
0: While there's joy for the Irish, our adopted Paralympic team from Vietnam experiences the disappointment of coming so close, but not getting a medal. They've left the stadium, but just outside the Olympic village, I catch up with Tong, the swimmer and the weightlifter Luan about the experience of London 2012.
3: Mm. <laughs>
0: they both look so disappointed, but Luanne tells me about how they have tried to do their best in this, the biggest event for Paralympic sport. In her weightlifting category, she finished up fifth while Nigeria took the gold. She says they've learned a lot and she just hopes that people back home in Vietnam realised that they've done their best.
3: Thong, you were in the
0: swimming. Were you this
3: morning, today?
0: I can see that Tong, who took part in three of the swimming events, is disappointed not to have gotten a medal. He reached the final in the 50-metre freestyle and 50-metre backstroke, and in the final of the 100 meters S5 freestyle, he set a new Asian record, just ahead of Ireland's James Scully,
3: but again failed to take a medal.
0: For the rest of the Vietnamese, in the men's javelin, Hung was just two inches short of a bronze medal, finishing fourth. Hi was throwing discus in the same event as Orla Barry, who won bronze for Ireland. She finished 11th. But in her specialist event, the javelin, she narrowly missed out, coming fourth with a personal best. And remember Anne? Yeah. Who we met at the start of this journey? Yeah! He lifted 163 kilos in the final, but finished fourth, just nine kilos behind the eventual gold medalist from China. Anne is back in Ho Chi Minh City, training hard for Rio 2016.